The Green Bay Packers are starting to put together their defensive staff, plus why the infrastructure of the Packers has been underrated. Let's do it. From Las Vegas, Radio Row for the Super Bowl with Locked on Packers. You are Locked on Packers. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. The Super Bowl in Las Vegas from Radio Row. Locked On Packers in the building. A lot of fun stuff coming your way this week. Interviews. We have Eric Eager on the show, formerly a pro football focus, friend of the show. Um, he's at Sumer Sports now. Um, doing some really cool stuff. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. The Packers have made some moves along their defensive staff. Let's start with what we already have reported and what we know because it'll help us get up to speed here and fit all the pieces together. The leap. Me, we reported. Jason Rebervich being promoted. He was promoted into the defensive line spot, formerly held by Jerry Montgomery. We reported that last week. And one of the reasons why, and we talked about this on the show, that they did that was to streamline communication, but also in a 4-3 scheme, your front is a four-man front. 3-4 is a little different because your outside linebacker is a fundamentally different position. They're just going to be all asked to do different things. Less so in a 4-3. Now, it's, it's, they're still definitely not like a defensive tackle and a defensive end Clearly two different things, but they're going to be coached by Jason Rebervich um, all together. That means Jerry Montgomery is out. He's going to New England and is going to be joining that staff. He did not always see eye to eye with Joe Barry. He is not alone. Um, one of us. One of us. So that, that is where that part of this stands. And, and we also knew in, in part of that reporting that um, the shift to the 4-3 was coming, that this was going to look like the 49ers. We talked about that um, yesterday and, and um, last week, or I guess it was Monday. So this is not new. I don't know why it was treated as novel that they're making the switch to the 4-3. I, we already knew that. We already talked about this and in, in more than just a speculating kind of way. It's one thing to just be like, well, Jeff Halfley coached in San Francisco and therefore we expect it to look like this. No. I talked to people who knew the plan and the plan was this defense is going to look like the 49ers defense. Robert Sala, D'Amico Ryans, we've spent a, like almost a week talking about that. So that part of this is solved. One of the names that I mentioned that would backfill this Rebrovich spot, you go back and you look at the guys that are on the staff. That's just a nice place to generally start. But it was more than that. I had been told that the Packers were strongly considering bringing in uh, someone from this Boston College staff. And ultimately, that's what they do. Vince Ogobazi is the defensive line coach at Boston College. He was at UCLA before that. He was the guy that I was told 
you know, look, this is a name to keep an eye on. They're strongly considering him. They had some other candidates as well, but this is someone who's going to have to come in and help a defensive line. You lose a veteran coach like Jerry Montgomery, and there is going to be uh, there, there's going to be some level of drop off there in terms of what you're um, expecting to get. You hope not. You hope that the promotion of Reberbich and then the bringing in of someone who understands Jeff Halfley and what he wants from his team is a boon ultimately for what you're able to put together here. The other piece of this that we did get yesterday was a linebacker's hire. Now, Joe Barry, he's gone. He's in Miami. He's going to be the linebacker's coach. Interesting. I guess. I don't know why they would do that, but they decided that they were going to do that. The Packers essentially trade. Anthony Campanile is the linebacker's coach in Miami. He is now the linebacker's coach and run coordinator for the Packers. He was someone that was in Miami under Brian Flores. That is the psycho package. That is crazy blitzes. That is simulated pressures. That is all the kinds of wild things. And they got those guys, a not very talented group of linebackers, in a defense that had just a couple pieces. They played at a really, really high level. And they, it wasn't that they were great. The defense ultimately played at a high level in part because these psycho pressure looks work to an extent, to a point. And then you, have to, you, you still have to have back-end talent and you can't rely on as heavily as Brian Flores did last year, although they were a top-10 defense for most of the year. At the end, they got figured out a little bit. But it's not just that he did that under Brian Flores. Then you bring in Vic Fangio. And Vic Fangio says, I want to keep this guy. I'd like to keep this guy. And he wanted to keep him so much that he wanted to bring him to Philadelphia too. And the Packers are ultimately able to bring him in. He was on when Jason compiled that list, and he's done great reporting over at The Leap on some of the potential candidates. Um, Campanile was on a long list. I was like, eh, he's not really experienced enough, but it's just someone to mention here. He didn't ultimately make the piece, but was in the notes. A lot of research that goes into all of this. Um, So he's certainly on the radar. He interviewed in New York for the defensive coordinator job, for the actual job. So this is someone who Vic Fangio wanted to hire, arguably the best defensive coach in the league, for whatever we can say about the Fangio tree. And the Giants at least considered for their defensive coordinator position. He is best known for dropping F-bombs on hard knocks. I asked Kyle Krabs, our Locked on Dolphins host, about him. He said basically he, he didn't get a lot to work with. Channing Tindall was supposed to be someone that he would develop and Tyndall is a limited player and never became more than a limited player. But this is a guy who brings the energy, another young guy. And this, this Packers team is leaning into the youth. They've taken what has worked with the players, at least worked last year, and said, we can translate this, this to the coaching staff. We don't have to do the thing where you bring in Jeff Halfley, who's never been an NFL defensive coordinator before, and in fact has only been a collegiate defensive coordinator once for a year. And a lot of NFL teams would say, well, we got to have this position coach has got to be a longtime veteran. This position coach has got to be a longtime veteran. This position coach has got to be a longtime veteran. No. The Packers are saying, we believe in development. And this goes back to what we were talking about at the end of the year. Yes, I didn't care that they didn't have an intuitive replacement for Joe Barry if they were going to fire him during the season. It wasn't about firing him during the season. I didn't care because I just felt like it was time to move on. 
But what not having a ready-made replacement tells you is you didn't have a very good staff. And I know Joe Barry got hired and Jerry Montgomery got hired and, and the other guys, Kirk Olivadotti, immediately goes to Seattle and gets hired. That doesn't mean that those coaches were getting the most out of their players. And they, they are not doing the thing that they did that was so bizarre when they got rid of Mike Pettin and they bring in Joe Barry and they keep everything else the same. Like Mike Smith wanted to leave. Jerry Gray eventually wanted to leave because he didn't want to coach with Joe Barry anymore. And so it's just a different, a fundamentally different approach. You bring in Mike Pettin, Levadotti, long-time coach. Jerry Montgomery, they keep him, long-time coach. They're not doing that. They're building a young, vibrant staff to go with a young, vibrant roster, and I don't think that's a coincidence. This is, it is, it is too consistent now a pattern to be unintentional. It worked for the players, and we'll see if it works for the coaching staff. We don't know if there's going to be, at this point, there's not reporting on whether there's going to be additional um, hires made. They don't technically have a passing game coordinator. It looks like that's just going to be Jeff Halfley, but maybe in the future they will hire someone. They kept Ryan Downard, so their staff is, is pretty set right now. Um, my understanding is they're not going to bring in a dedicated pass rush specialist. It's going to be Ogabasi, who's going to be the assistant defensive line coach. That's going to be your pass rush staff. And we know now the 4-3, the 49ers approach, that's what this defense is going to at least attempt to look like. That's not new reporting. We've been talking about it on this show for a couple days now. The Packers' infrastructure is in place. And the Packers' infrastructure with Brian Gutekinds, Matt LaFleur, Jordan Love is in place as well. We're going to talk to Eric Eager, who was in on the infrastructure from the get-go, from the jump. That's next on Locked on Packers. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at DoorDash. It's the big game, which means the food you are eating is just as important as who is winning. And DoorDash can get you everything you need, whether you're going to cook and I'm going to cook, or whether you're going to order and I'm going to order, I'm going to do both. You can get chips, dip, or you can just order nachos ready-made. I like to make my own nachos. Get your own. I had wings today for lunch. They were wonderful. I'll probably have wings on Sunday. So go get them from your favorite local spot. I know you have a favorite local wing spot. Come on. I know you do. And DoorDash wants to bring it to you. That's, that's what they want to do. That's who they want to be. That's who they are. They're the best. No one does it better. They're the Patrick Mahomes of food delivery. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. And when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23, subject to change, and terms do apply. That's 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on that first order. Download the DoorDash app and use the promo code LOCKED23, subject to change, and terms do apply. Today's episode also brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. This is your last chance to put together a daily fantasy lineup on football. Come on, if Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard in the big game, you win on Prize Picks. They have a super special. The big game right around the corner. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to turn every game-changing moment into 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into 1000 This promo will only last through Sunday. So get on it right now. If you've not put together a prize picks lineup, now is the time because you can take 10 and turn it into 1000 
Who doesn't want an extra thousand bucks to do whatever? Put together a lineup, and with as little as four correct picks, four player stat projections, you can win up to 100 times your money. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. More free money. How do you like that? Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for that deposit match up to $100. We are live. Super Bowl Radio Row, Las Vegas. Eric Eager, formerly of Pro Football Focus, now Summer Sports. Um, you, you have your hands in a lot of things in, in the sports analytics world. When you look at this matchup in particular, um, what kind of lessons are you taking away in, in terms of trying to find some trends here moving forward? Yeah, to me, it's it's how to maturate your roster building strategy, right? The Kansas City Chiefs four years ago in this game were a team with a quarterback on a rookie deal, much like the 49ers. Of course, Patrick Mahomes, I think, a little bit more talented than Purdy at the time. <laughs> uh, but you had, you had Tyreek Hill, best in the business. Travis Kelsey, best in the business. You had Chris Jones, uh, Frank Clark, all those guys, you know, on big deals. Yeah. Over the course of the next few years, Brett Beach has kind of hollowed out the roster a little bit of premium position players making a ton of money. Eight draft picks of the last three years start for this defense. Six in 2022, the year they traded Tyreek Hill for all those picks. Now they're second in the NFL in scoring. Patrick Mahomes, not playing complimentary football with them so much, but he is in a supporting role for that defense. Uh, and, and they're winning that way as, as the villain there, whereas in San Francisco is very much where Kansas City was all those years back. They have five players next year who have cap hits over $20 million wow. that are not quarterbacks. This is, there's a ton of pressure on them because they've, they've kind of optimized for this year, whereas Kansas City is sort of in this really cool realm where, you know, unlike a lot of teams with superstar quarterbacks, they're able to win with the guy making a ton of money because they've been able to hit on so many weak link players. It's an incredible lesson in roster building at different sort of places in the life cycle. And it's interesting, too, and you're kind of the perfect person for this question because you have been on this, like, Mahomes is underrated island, which I love. Um, the 49ers have probably the best scheme in the league, but they also have the Avengers in terms of their offensive skill talent. And they have this quarterback who does just enough, right? And then you have Patrick Mahomes. There's no skill talent to speak of other than Travis Kelsey. Andy Reid, a very good offensive coach, to be sure, future Hall of Famer. But it's just Patrick Mahomes just being incredible. And so... Like, if you were going to say, I would rather have the unstoppable scheme or the unstoppable quarterback, where do you come down on that line? It's unstoppable quarterback. Now, Shanahan has been an outlier in the sense of almost every one of these schemes at some point in time has been figured out. You know, Sean McVay early on, it was the 11 personnel, and you looked at the, the first part of the season, second part of the season splits, and they weren't all that great. He eventually emerged past that, but still, it's not, you know, it's not unbeatable. Shanahan, year after year after year, has done this to the point where it's crazy, but Brock Purdy averages during the regular season this year three more yards per pass attempt than Patrick Mahomes. Every time he throws the ball, wow, he averages three more yards than the best quarterback in football. But it's to your point, Rasheed Rice actually has the most receiving yards of any rookie wide receiver in the Andy Reid era, Chiefs or Eagles. And and Travis Kelsey, after that, no other wide receiver or tight end for the Chiefs has more than 460 yards in the regular season. And yet they're here, right? And, and I think that that shows the resilience of quarterback play. It takes one guy to improve. You know, Patrick Mahomes, career-high 14 interceptions. In the playoffs this year, no turnover-worthy plays. He's just he's just formed it. Whereas scheme requires everybody to kind of get on the same page, everybody to be better. And that's just a lot of degrees of freedom to have to mash together. So I'm always going to prefer the better quarterback to the better scheme because there's just so many fewer buttons to have to push. That being said, Kyle Shanahan 
is an outlier in terms of how stable scheme is year to year, game to game, season to season. All right. Th this week, 49ers minus two. Uh, and that this is kind of moved around. It opened a little bit higher. It's kind of it's jumped all around. Where do you where do you think this line ultimately lands? And, and do you have a side on it? I think it closes two and a half. I mean, sharp betters don't like to move the number too much. And you think about Christmas Day, you know, the Niners were six and a half point favorites against the Ravens. Yeah. The Ravens closed last week five point favorites against Kansas City. So you wonder six weeks ago, where would this game been? Would would the, the Chiefs have been six and a half point dogs yeah. in this game? If it weren't the Super Bowl, if it weren't would it the be Super Bowl and had the Chiefs not had shown some progress here. And I think sharp betters are gonna look at that and they're gonna trust their numbers and continue to kind of lay it. I don't think you see three, but I do think you see it closer to three than closer to pick them uh, at kick. I like under in this game. I think there's so many you know things that the Chiefs do that control the game from a pace standpoint. Um, and, and I think if I had to, it's really hard to bet against Patrick Holmes. All right, I want to I want to dig into the Packers stuff here for a second. Before the season, you and I were on the the Packers infrastructure is underrated hill. We have not died. We are very much alive. We are enjoying. There's beautiful vistas from this hill. We're we're, we're loving it. Um, what made you so confident? There, there are a few proverbs in the NFL. There are a few, there are a few axioms. If you're trading with the Ravens, you're losing. <laughs> if yeah. you, if the Packers are buying into a quarterback, he's probably good, and that's been true for decades. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, and the other part is there's been so much we've learned about the NFL since Jordan Love's been drafted. Remember when Jordan Love was drafted, Josh Allen still sucked. <laughs> that's you true. Know what I mean? Yeah. And, when Josh Allen was when, when Jordan Love was drafted, Justin Herbert was a prospect that not many of us liked. And and what what's the quality that it's good athleticism, it's good arm strength, it's a guy whose college statistics kind of peaked earlier and because of support declined. And if you didn't learn from Josh Allen, if you didn't learn from Justin Herbert, you were going to fail on Jordan Love. And the, the best part, I, I, the, the thing that we didn't realize was, you know, that how well, you know, he learned from Aaron Rodgers in situations where Rodgers had Adams, Rodgers had Valdez, Scantling, yeah. Lazard, you know, tight ends. He had offensive line. That's from players. It took him longer because he had to he had to play in a situation that he didn't even learn in. And so for him to overcome that was even exceeded my expectations. I think he's legitimately a fifty million dollar quarterback to the point where he, I, I think you said it and forget it with him on the contract. And the Packers, again, have found their quarterback for the future. And it's probably going to be fun for you guys. One of the All right, more with Eric in just a second here on Locked on Packers from Radio Row. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased in your life. So today I want to tell you something important to me. You might even be thinking the same thing this week. Las Vegas is great. It has a bad reputation. You don't have to get into any trouble. You can just have a great time here. Eat like an absolute champion. Enjoy what, what is usually warmer weather. Las Vegas is just great. It's just great. And you know what else can be great? Having someone to talk to. Having someone who will listen. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than our favorite sports teams. And it's important to get things off our chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, give BetterHelp your opportunity. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOn. 
One of the cool things that, that you guys do when you, when you put out your numbers is yeah. you, you have these team numbers and there is this week-to-week quarterback adjustment if you need to because the quarterback plays such a big role in determining the outcomes of any game. Do you like to the best that you can tell me inside the secret sauce how much that changed over the course of the year for Jordan Love? Yeah, Jordan Love at the beginning of the year, if you look at point spreads, right? If he were to be out and Sean Clifford's about as close to a replacement as you get, right? So if you if <laughs> kind Jordan, of the definition of if him, Jordan Love yeah. were to, to come out, you would probably move the point spread two and a half, three points, which is, you know, at the beginning of the year, that's like Mac Jones territory, that's Jameis Winston territory. Jordan Love's probably worth five and a half, six points of the points right now. So and that's a tremendous amount. Uh, you know, Patrick Holmes, you know, you're talking about a guy seven and a half, eight at, at times the point spread. So you're looking at a guy where Patrick Holmes is is the moat for the Chiefs, you know, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, you know, Joe Burrow. And then you're talking about the next set of guys where, you know, Dak Prescott, Jordan, Jordan Love, those are the guys where you can't fault the team for giving him the max deal. And that's where the Packers are. And I think that's the four for them. Is there a place right now, given, you know, the, the too high world that we lived in, I don't know that we've ever seen a defense go in and out of vogue faster than the Fangio scheme for the last like three years. But is there, do you think a, a an inefficiency somewhere here with the run game, with all the two high safety looks, not that the run game is back necessarily, but you look at this team and, and you hear like this week, the Fortnite or the, the chiefs are going to have to run the ball yep. because that's where this defense is most vulnerable. The 49ers, we know they're going to be efficient running the ball. Is there an inefficiency there that you think can be attacked? Well, the crazy thing about the Niners is they're more—they're one of the most efficient teams in the NFL against stack boxes. And, yeah. in, and in fact, one of the reasons why scoring was down in the NFL this year was in 2022, teams were really good against light boxes. And, and teams were increasingly running the fan just teams against light boxes. One of the reasons I look back, you know, middle of the season, like, why are these teams sucking at scoring? And they're bad the against light boxes. bad this year. Yeah. Light, like, they were bad against light boxes. So... I don't know if that's you know, if defensive linemen are getting better, if offensive lines are getting worse. But the one thing that the 49ers have done incredibly well is they still get teams in eight-man boxes, and then they run on them because Shanahan's able to get two guys in the wrong gap and things like that. Whereas defenses, you know, whether it's drafting Jordan Davis, drafting you know Travis Jones with Baltimore, back to the point about the Ravens being so sharp, uh, you know, getting guys you know Vita Vea into his premium prime and, and all that kind of stuff. Teams are now able to cover with fewer men or more men and stack, you know, stack against the run with fewer men. And it's really hurt offenses. And it's going to it's probably going to be that way until quarterback play improves. Packers hopefully do not have to worry about the quarterback play thing. They, they are improving there. Um, the Matt LaFleur piece of this, when you were a pro football focus, one of the things that PFF tried to do was was put together a, a quantifiable metric for coaching. Yep. And Matt LaFleur it's consistently done well in, in those metrics. Why? Well, I just think they're always greater than the sum of the parts, right? I, I look at like Marcus Valdez Scantling, who, you know, is now going to be in his like second Super Bowl. He's yeah. been on three MVP Incredible. quarterback teams. He's not that great of a player, but he he's always put in the right spot. And that it, there's no mistake that like Andy Reid and Matt LaFleur are two great coaches that can that can find value in a player who individually isn't that good. I you know, The same thing goes for the offensive line. The Packers' offensive line, Zach Tom's a fourth-round pick who can add value somewhere. Eldon Jenkins is a is a premium offensive lineman who doesn't have premium offensive lineman pedigree. The the hallmark of a great coach is being able to get from players who aren't, you know, even Jordan Love is a is a twenties draft pick right. at quarterback, and you're getting better than that. That that's what Matt Lafleur is, and then you add to that the fact that, you know, other than the timeouts, the guy is really good in game on fourth downs, two point conversions, you know, taking delay games and stuff like that when when he shouldn't. 
like that to me is he just does a lot of the right things there and and th- that team is always prepared and and I know this year they backslid a little bit but winning all your December games is another factor where yeah. once you figure out your team he he's pretty good and and he's able to beat teams that should have their thing figured out and, and I I just don't think there are that many coaches in the league that are better than yeah, and, and they beat the Chiefs this year. Uh, they probably should have beat the 49ers. Yeah. So the arrow is pointing out for them. Eric, appreciate the time, man. Thank yeah, thanks you. Thanks for having me. All right, thanks to Eric for joining the show. Awesome to talk with him. We're here in Las Vegas, Radio Row. A lot more interviews to come, a lot more fun to be had. We got Roma Dunze coming. Washington standout, the phenom. We got Brendan Rice, son of the GOAT. Jerry Rice from USC. He was just down in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, looked impressive down there. So um, that and a lot more coming this week as part of our coverage from the Super Bowl, from Las Vegas. I still have my wallet. I still have my money. I still mostly have my dignity. Uh, So we're going to have a lot more fun here coming up this week. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok. All those places. Instagram, Peter underscore Bukowski. Podcast, Locked on Packers. Podcast Instagram, Locked on Packers. Locked on Packers, TikTok. Blowing up on TikTok, blowing up on Instagram. Thank you all for who've come over. Facebook, it is it is going down on Facebook. Locked on Packers is there as well. And as always, subscribe on YouTube. Locked on Packers so you can stay locked on Packers.